you know, your state when you get into your home is really important as well. I, I read this article where the author was writing about like, our kids aren't going to remember what happened here, but they're going to remember how their home felt. Welcome back to the High Impact Physician Podcast. Wow, things have changed in a big way over the last few weeks. We are so incredibly and deeply grateful for the work that's being done by physicians and medical staff and administrators and custodial staff, and the list goes on. To try and bring you an extra dose of value this time, today's episode is a conversation Sandy had with Dr. Sindra Kampoff, who is an author, speaker, and an awesome mental performance expert. And on this episode, they're discussing the value of past, present, and future thinking during times like this, and why it's so important to focus on the things that we can control over the coming weeks. I feel like one of the reasons I'm so excited to have this time together is there's so much going on in the media and social media around COVID-19. Right. There are so many different perspectives people have. And one of the things I think you have to offer our listeners is some real fresh, high-level perspectives, some real tactical suggestions. And our physicians especially love anything that has any kind of data to support strategies. So I just appreciate your time to be here together conversationally to explore how some of your strategies could support some of our listeners. So thanks again for being here. Of course. So in terms of getting started, why don't you just give us a little bit of a background? Um, you come from some really incredible work with top performing athletes, um, NFL, other kinds of leagues. Tell us just a little bit about your background and what you love about it. Ah, so I have a PhD in uh, sport and performance psychology, and I really got into it because of my own experiences getting in my own way from a mental perspective. And uh, the last five, six, seven, eight years or so, I've been really working with high performers in all areas, four years uh, with the Minnesota Vikings, providing mental training with them and working one-on-one -on -one with their players, which is really fun. And then I do a lot of executive coaching where um, I work one-on-one -on -one with people. I've been working with a variety of people this week helping them just cope emotionally and psychologically with all the changes um, in the world and uh, coping with how their business is changing and how their life is changing. And uh, my, I'm also a keynote speaker. So believe it or not, Sandy, my last keynote was last Wednesday with hospital CEOs. And I'm even more grateful that with the time that I had with them to really, you know, I had an hour and 30 minutes providing some real tangible strategies to them uh, to help them cope with this this time. And we didn't, you know, at that point know exactly what it was going to be and how uh, it was really going to change our world, but we had an idea. Exactly. And this is an unprecedented global event that we're immersed in right now. So let's, let's dive into that a little bit. I know you've had experience working with uh, elite athletes, and I was really struck by a story I heard you um, talking about with I think it was a kicker in a major game who like in final moments, they were all prepared and these strong winds came up. And so you've really worked with people that need to keep their game face on um, and lead their teams like amidst all kind of pressure and um, still be high performing. So that struck me as a metaphor about how physicians are being called right now to lead their teams 
um, yeah. in very new ways. And so I'm wondering, as you think about that, what what are some strategies to support physicians who need to keep on their game face while managing some of their own inner fears? Uh, we could spend a whole hour talking about that, Sandy, but I think, right? yeah, it's, there's a lot of different strategies that I would encourage people to use during this time. But I think what it all starts with is your mindset. What are you focused on? What are you paying attention to? And I think this is a really essential time for self-care, um, making sure that you're really feeding your mind in a way that's going to help you be your best with, when you're with the patient's help you be your best with your when you're with your family. Um, but it does start with your thoughts. What are you paying attention to? What are you focused on? And there's you know so much fear right now. Um, fear, like your clients are experiencing a lot of fear. I know this because I'm experiencing it a lot this week and I have really good coping strategies, but there's been times where I've had a hard time sleeping, you know, kind of going to uh, the worst case scenario. And it's important to know what that worst case scenario is so that you plan, right? So that you are smart and make good decisions when you're giving um, good health uh, care, but you can't live there. And that's where we know, you know, fact is that fear lives in the future and um, it's easy to live there right now. It's easy, you know, to go there often, um, but the people who live there have a lot of stress and pressure. And so, you know, ultimately it's about getting your mind back to the present. I have this rule in my book, Sandy, that's called the 95-5% rule. And this is what I think. When I think of top performers, high performers in all areas, I think they spend 95% of their attention in the present. And what I mean by that is they're here and now with their clients, with their patients, and they're not thinking about what's next or what could come. They're planning for the future. That's the 5%. Or they're looking back at the past and thinking about what they learned from their experiences or what have we learned from, you know, all the other people around the world who are struggling with uh, what's happening right now. Um, but most of their time is in the present. Um, there is a great study. Could I share with you about how, with uh, about CEOs, Sandy? Yes. So last week, a guy named Todd Herman did a study with 29 CEOs. And I love Todd Herman's work. He wrote a book called The Ego Effect, which I'd encourage your I've physicians seen that. to. Yes, so good. Um, love the book. Uh, but he interviewed 29 CEOs last week, and there's a lot of information here about leadership and psychology. He found that people were in three different groups. One was a fear focused group, where they were five times more likely to be consuming media, and they spent a lot of time blaming. Okay, that's the fear focused. The unfocused right. group. We're using words like hysteria to describe what was going on. So a lot of negative language um, in terms of like a vocabulary that was really extreme. The strategy focused group were more likely to lean on healthy networks, were more overall calm and more positive. And I think that's what you know we all need as leaders, particularly as physicians, is to be calm, strategic, lean on healthy networks. The most calm and cool CEOs did daily meditation. And that's one of the tools besides, well, first of all, meditation allows you to train your mind to be more often in the present. I would even encourage an NFL kicker or an NFL, any kind of athlete to use mindfulness or meditation, right? Mindfulness is just about um, bringing your attention back to the present whereas meditation would be more deliberate. Um, but there's a lot of power in terms of 
using either this mindfulness approach as you're working throughout your day or actually the practice of meditation where you could easily, there's so many opportunities to listen on an app or uh, go on YouTube and find a meditation um, a script you could listen to or just or just do it yourself in the morning. So uh, those are a couple of tools. We can, we'll continue to get into all of these tools as we get going today, Sandy. Awesome. Love it. You talked about in terms of being present, um, part of it is paying attention to what we're feeding our mind. Unpack that for us a little bit. So I would describe, um, there's a psychiatrist named Dr. Daniel Amen, and I first read his book several years ago, and he talks about this idea of automatic negative thoughts or ants. And automatic negative thoughts keep us, um, they keep us from, like, really they keep us alive. And I think there's a lot of automatic negative thoughts that are happening right now in terms of fear and anxiety that can be really overwhelming. And um, the, just the importance of knowing that is that your your mind is not here, you know, to, to your mind is really here to keep you safe. It's not here to help you be a peak performer. And the way I would describe that is you really have to train it. I believe that whatever you think about yourself, you become. So on your way to um, the hospital, if you're thinking, you know, I'm calm, I am patient, I can handle anything that comes my way, that's the way that you're going to show up. And the power of um, your thoughts, and particularly, you know, these I am statements that represent what you be can become, you can become more of what you need in this moment. But it's really about what are you focused on? What are you directing your mind to? And uh, it's easy to live in fear and what could go wrong instead of what does your patient need right now, right here and now? How can you be the most calm and cool that you can? Because they're going to come in with a lot of fear and anxiety. Yeah, so good. And it's interesting because part of what I'm hearing with the physicians is a number of them have been trained um, for emergencies, intensive care, critical medical care. And so they've been trained for that. Part of what I'm hearing is what's inducing some stress is, you know, CDC has one set of guidelines. The WHO has another set of guidelines. So talk a little bit more about um, what people can do to manage their energy with focus. So I think it starts at remembering what you can control and what you can't. So in my book, Beyond Grit, I have a whole section on dominating the controllables. And what I mean by that is I think the best, and I know this, the, the highest performers focus on what they can control. And there's a lot of things that we can't control right now. We can't even control um, you know, that, that this even started. And so um, the key is, is all these things outside our control would be, you know, the, the statements of the CDC and what you're referring to, Sandy. We can't control other people. We can't control other physicians. We can't control the research unless we are a part of it. Um, but we can control these things, what I would describe inside the circle. And that I'm going to give you an acronym, APE, APE, easy to remember. The A stands for you can control your attention. What are you paying attention to? You can control your attitude. And you can control your actions. The, the P stands for preparation. Are you prepared as much as you can be? Or what can you do to be more prepared? Your passion, your purpose. Reminding yourself why you do this work and why you're called to help us. Right? I think about of all the people I'm so grateful for, it's for the physicians in this world that really keep us safe yes. and to lead us. Yes. And then E stands for our emotions and our effort and our energy. And you know there are a lot of things that impact our energy. 
Um, are you caring for yourself right now? Are you getting as much sleep as you can? Are you doing the da daily meditation or just a mindfulness exercise? Um, are you caring for yourself as best as you possibly can? Are you fueling your mind with positivity, positive thoughts, listening to positive things like this? Um, that's absolutely key. But it, when it comes down to it, you can only control so much. So can you dominate what you can control? And what I find, Sandy, is that the best do. Um, an example in um, in the NFL is one of the cool things that I've had the opportunity to do is interview rookies when they come into the team. And I found in that mm -hmm. first conversation, if they're talking to me about things they can't control, they don't make the team. So many years mm -hmm. later, you know, many months actually, or really sometimes it's just weeks, Weeks later, they get cut because their mind isn't focused on the right thing. And you can experience a lot of stress, anxiety, pressure, frustration when you're focused on things you can't control. Um, instead of getting your mind back to what you can control and your focus back to what you can control, which is this idea of, of ape. And that leads to you being your best in the moment and allows you to stay more present focused uh, with your patients. So good. I love that notion that from the beginning, um, how are we, what are we putting our attention on? I also love the word dominating the controllables. I've heard about like paying attention, but dominating that like puts this extra, like, I don't know, this extra boost of attention. That's really good. Yeah. When you're focused on something you can't control, it's just about noticing where your focus is and gently getting it back to what you can control. And I say mm -hmm. dominate because if you can dominate inside the circle, that's where high performance happens. And, um, we need you. <laughs> we need you. Right. We need you to be at the top of your game, right? We need you because you are leading our country, our world through uh, this difficulty. And uh, when you are your best more often, you're, you're able to serve people to the fullest extent. And also these emotions that can come over us. Um, I go back to the Todd Herman study, the most calm and cool were more positive. They had more daily meditation practices and more strategy focused. When we're focused on things we can't control, that just leads to negative emotions that don't help us in the moment. Yes. Yes. Gosh, you're so, um, uh, it's so innate to you to be translating these skills in different areas. I'm just really enjoying these insights a lot. As I'm listening to you, one of the things I'm also becoming aware of is a number of people in healthcare have essentially come to terms that they will contract the virus. And so what's going through their mind is how do they know that, manage that, um, and continue to take care of their patients, and then also take care of their family. A lot of them have aged parents, et cetera. Talk to us a little bit about... Um, what it's like to build resiliency in terms of transitions or even a fear of failure? Hmm. I think realizing that this time is really difficult. I mean, we have never experienced anything like this uh, in the world at this, you know, in terms of I've never in my life. So giving yourself some grace and realizing that these are going to be really tough conversations you're going to have to have with your family, with your kids, giving yourself some grace. Um, but also going into the conversation uh, in terms of, you know, the um, giving them the facts, right? You know, as a physician, mm -hmm. what the facts are, you know, better than anyone else does what the facts are and what aren't the facts. And I think as a, as a person living in our society, I don't know what the facts are, <laughs> you know, right, uh, right. that's not my expertise, but um, I think 
uh, giving yourself some grace and compassion and listening to what your family needs at this moment. Um, the way I kind of think about it is, you know, we can't, um, you know, it, it's more than just staying positive. Like that's really tough to do. And I don't, I think there's a lot of power in negative emotions, meaning it yeah. leads us to change. It leads us to um, make really important decisions. And listening to your family, I think is really important. Listening to yourself and understanding what's going on, talking with a colleague about what you're experiencing um, is just a way for you to be able to cope and take really good care of yourself. So, you know, that's where I would start. And then why don't you ask me any other follow-up questions you're thinking about? That was a, it's a big question, but the key is really managing yourself first and leading yourself first. And we have these mm -hmm. tools inside our body that we can use. Um, we just have to tap into them. And what I mean by tools inside your body is powerful self-talk to get you through, remembering why you do this. Why did you become a physician? Um, why is this your calling? Why is it more important than ever, you know, for, for you to do this amazing work? I think reminding yourself of that can help you stay more fueled and excited. Um, taking some breaths <laughs> to calm mm. your, your body and your mind and, and stay more in the present um, and when you are with your family, do something fun with them if you can. Maybe find this as a way to reconnect with them if um, if uh, you, you do have that time. Because uh, this is isn't aren't we just slowing down, Sandy? And there's a lot of um, gifts at this time as well. Like it's really hard to see that. But the more you are asking yourself, what's the opportunity here? What can I learn? How can I grow? How can I serve? How can I give? Um, I think that also takes the focus off of you to what you're meant to do and uh, why you're here and why you're here on this earth. And in such an important time in our history, why are you a physician? So I'm, I'm smiling as I listen to you. I um, visited one physician who said she ended up playing um, hide and seek in the dark in the basement. And she said she hadn't giggled in a long time, but that that moment um, was really funny to her. Aww. I talked to another physician who instituted um, the first 15 minutes when he walks in the house, he'll do anything his kids ask. So um, what he says happening is his kids are now, you know, that they're at home. They're kind of like coming together and, and plotting out, you know, what are we going to ask dad to do? And anything they <laughs> ask when he walks in the first 15 minutes, I just thought that was so creative. Yeah. And then I thought you were talking about me, Sandy, because I learned to play hide and go seek in the dark a couple of nights ago, too. <laughs> right? Like, really <laughs> Maybe you started something nationwide. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Well, a couple That's of like things it. I'd have to say, like, I think, um, you know, your state when you get into your home is really important as well. I, I read this article where the author was writing about like, our kids aren't going to remember what happened here, but they're going to remember how their home felt. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and check out part two of this conversation. And please consider leaving us a quick review wherever you listen to the podcast. I hope you have a safe, a productive, and a fulfilling rest of your day.